Is this mic turned on? Wax poetic. Hi, kids. I'm a dinosaur hunter BMX rider. All the little girls dream of one day biting into a corn dog and smiling at the camera. If I ran the web, you could email dead people. Wax poetic. And I don't give a moment's focus to who does or doesn't like the sound of my voice. In the terrarium is herpes. Herpes is a hermit crab. Just say no to family values. This is Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what if I write a poem like a song? Good afternoon and welcome to Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. I'm one of your hosts this afternoon, R.C. Weslowski. And I'm your other co-host, Tamara Bentley. And our guest today is Coral Moore. Welcome, Hi. Coral. Hi. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So nice to have you here. It's taken a while. We tried to get to you last year and there was we couldn't quite figure it out. I was but... busy looking after babies. Yeah. That's what I'm normally doing in the week. Um, but we're glad you're here. We're a couple of babies in a way, too, so... You can look after us. Do we yeah. have to pay you? You're not anything? at risk for like falling down the stairs, though. I don't. There's no stairs in here. So no we'll stairs. Be fine. Yeah, we'll yeah be fine. that's right. That's the only reason that, that yeah. <laughs> we're not at risk. <laughs> uh, but we'll have you start us off with the poem, please. For sure. Yeah. To every man who has ever told me how to be a feminist, tell me what it is to be carbon fiber, how it feels to be shatterproof, be podium. Speak of solace, of privilege inherent, be mouthpiece, with mouthfuls of our history. Retell stories of unheard women before you, everyone is listening. Help me, I seem to have lost my voice. This leash around my neck is too tight. These high heels must have severed my vocal cords. I need your big strong man voice inside my lungs, need your sinew your muscular opinions, they are big and loud, and people listen to you. When I speak, it is a scream howled into the wind behind a speedboat. It is a bathroom stall confessional. It is a teenage girl's angst. I need your authority to lift my words out from inside of my melodramatic heart. I need your paintbrush fingers to stain my lips the right shade of passive help me. I seem to have lost my voice. This leash around my neck is too tight. My words are baby babble. They are meaningless morphemes. My words are a language built from an alphabet only others like me can understand. Others like me. With leashes around our necks. With stilettos cutting our vocal cords, pleading men like you to give us a voice, to use your big words and big muscles to tell our stories. We don't care if you get the details wrong. If it's a story told in your male voice, at least it will be heard, right? Thank you. Thank you. Is that your new piece? 
No, this is an old piece. I haven't um, heard that one before. It's well, it's funny because it's gone through a lot of reincarnations. I wrote it um, for the first time last summer before I went to nationals, um, entitled Podium, um, and performed it in Oakland. And then I came back and I kind of morphed it with a one-minute quote-unquote feminism piece that I had. Um, so now I have like four different versions of that piece, um, which is hard because that's the only poem I ever drop because there's been so many versions of mm. it. So I always get really tangled up of which version I'm doing. Um, that one was mostly only the new section of that poem, so you probably haven't heard it. Um, right. Yeah, I cut out the end bit because there's too many swear words. Yeah. So. Is this uh, uh, an... It- I mean, I I think of an alternate title as that would be girl voice. Yeah, well, girl voice. I know yeah, that, that phrase has a resonance for you. Yeah, girl voice was the title of my first chapbook. Um, girl voice was also the title of the one minute piece that I morphed with Podium, um, and the full length uh, was my four minute piece for IWIPS qualifiers. Uh, is called How to Be a Feminist. So, yeah. So now for people who are not, uh, I mean, most of the people who listen to our show know that we have slam poets and people who do not slam who are also poets. But just in case people are not understanding that you're talking about one minute poems, three minute poems. Oh, yes. Sorry. And you're definitely, no, no, no need to apologize. I'm just supplementing. Yeah, for sure. I'm not trying to speak for you. <laughs> I would not do that. Use your uh, muscular opinions. Yes. Um, so, uh, but just that's what you're talking about. And you are yeah. very much in competition mode right now here's Very the much. segue because yeah. you're just about to go and represent vancouver as part of the slam team and where are you guys going and can you talk a little bit about that yeah we're going to decatur um which is there's two decaters this is not the one in the Sufian stevens song which i was very disappointed to learn mm-hmm. um it's a <laughs> suburb of atlanta so i just tell people i'm going to atlanta because they're like where the heck is decatur um that's really exciting um it's my second time going and i actually might do this piece because i did the first version of this piece um last year so that would be really cool to do it in its new incarnation so what prompted the the various versions of the poem like what made you unsatisfied with the first one and then wanting to mix it was it more comp just competition stuff or yeah. was it um actually the reason why i morphed it was because i, I don't write four minute poems ever um and i needed a four minute four minute poem for this playoffs um so I was like, these poems are kind of similar. Mm. Let's just put them together. And then people were like, oh, my goodness, those are two different poems. I, I would have never noticed. And I actually did that with my um, my piece on depression as well. That, uh, yeah, um, was two poems. And it's really cool to kind of do that. And then you end up, like, mishing and mashing them. So it's not just, like, one poem. And then the next poem, you can, like, intertwine them, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and do you that. try and fill up that whole four minutes? Or do you just like, you know, it's three minutes and 30 seconds. That's close enough because. Yeah, not you know, generally. I think my minutes, longest right? poem was like three and a half minutes because yeah. that's it's a long time to be doing feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that that begs the question, of course, that your poems are always feelings. Uh, yeah, they're pretty much always feelings. I don't really know how I would write a poem with no feelings. It would probably be about <laughs> like. No, I can't. I was going to say cheese, but then like cheese has so many feelings. So, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you mean by that? It's yeah. got so many feelings. Oh, um, I think, well, it's kind of like how people are like, um, do you have any poems that are not political? Um, is kind of like saying, do you have any poems that are not super emotional? And I think um, when you write about facets of your identity, it kind of is hard to remove um, politics and feelings, because mm-hmm. as being a queer woman, um, I think politics and feelings are like, you know, encompasses that that lifestyle. Just politics and feelings. Like you mean title of my next book. <laughs> that they make you uh, like feel emotional when you're performing. Yeah, them? I just Is can't that... really write anything um, 
I can't really write anything about my own life that that doesn't either bring up hard emotions mm-hmm. or um, doesn't have something to do with politics. Um, yeah, and hard emotions can be like can be good as well, but they're just you know strong mm-hmm. in the <laughs> yeah. moment of it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so yeah, because I was working with you last year. Have you managed? Mm-hmm. Have you are you able to um, offer a bit of separation when you're performing something that's really you know? of a sensitive subject matter to you and can you give yourself a little bit of distance when you get up on stage yeah um, I, that's something I definitely learned I mean I've only been slamming for a year and a half so um yeah it's definitely something I learned to to look at the poem as a piece of art instead of as a conversation on a on an interpersonal level um I think that helps not only with your ability to cope with the poem but also with the audience um not feeling like you're projecting uh your experience onto them and mm. they're able to kind of see themselves in your poem uh without you projecting your experience onto them I think that happens a lot with especially youth poets who have a mm. lot of feelings and a lot of stories that are really great and they just they need to uh yeah kind of take a step back from just like getting all the feelings out because then you're like wow this is great but I now like oh my god I can't separate anything from anything um yeah so I think it really helps to look at the poem as a piece of art that you perform um there can still be truth in that but I think it helps I think keeps you healthy I think yeah for sure it's it's a hard job (laughs) yeah and from an audience point of view it also gives the audience a way in Mm -hmm. right so that they don't feel like they're only there to I don't know, provide a sounding board. I mean, it's feel like it, 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 um, it makes room for their own humanity. And like you, you mentioned their own experiences that they yeah. can see themselves in it as well. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that connection is really important as yeah. well. Yeah. I think poets definitely have a responsibility to take care of their audience, which is something that we don't like to talk about, but I think it's, it's important. Your audience isn't just there to be, you know, yelled at. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. So. I, I was at a reading a few weeks ago and a friend of mine said something that I thought about quite a bit afterwards. She said that when she's listening to certain poets, she feels like she's going to be taken care of, that she's going to be safe. Not yeah. that everything they're saying is safe, no. but that that she doesn't always feel that way. Mm-hmm. But that when um, some when a poet can manage to get that feeling to her mm-hmm. or create that safety for her I guess then she's able to go with them wherever they're going to take her yeah right and it doesn't have to be safe material it's no. just the way that so it's that I think it's that maybe feeling like the poet has thought about that yeah and thinking you know, of it as you know as a nice package that you've like tied up and there's a way out once you've gone in there's a way out to mm-hmm. like tie it up again instead of just like a bunch of stuff um to tie up that stuff in a nice little package i'm doing lots of hand gestures like a poet right now <laughs> we can hear them <laughs> you can, can hear, hear you can yeah, hear it can hear yeah. yeah it all shows up on the radio yeah <laughs> um so why don't we hear another piece from you for sure my second boyfriend taught me how to hurt myself with other people's bodies I wanted him to love me, and he knew how to love only with his hands. Borderline personality disorder has made my truth a funhouse mirror to be stretched and swollen. My personhood is an unreliable narrator. Tell me you believe me, and I will tell you I touch myself when I don't want to be touched, and what is assault if it is self-inflicted? Who am I but someone who craves everyone's attention? And what is this if not permission? To be a survivor with a personality disorder is to be the built-in defense of my assailant. How do I trust my voice when it only speaks in hyperboles, when it is a crazy ex-girlfriend? 
They call me borderline because I hide my crazy in places women are always crazy. This this illness accentuates every trait you already hate about women. It screams, look at me. It is a short skirt and binge drinking and deserved assault. I want to hate this illness. Want to rage. Want to write a feminist poem that will make you laugh through your tears and rage with me. I want to curse the idea that my illness was what got me raped in the first place, but it feels so good to have a name. A cause for this shame. This one is a flawed ideology, but it is a name. It is a way to hold my brain in the palm of my hand and say, here. This is where it hurts. This is where I need you to love me today. I feel too much. Offer me a quiet place to grieve today. I am a graveyard of truth. Tell me you believe me. Still. And I still can rage. I can still fight for a better name, but I can claim this one as my own. It is the only one I've got. And God damn, it will never make me less of a survivor. Thank you. Thank you. That's a new one? That is a new one, yeah. That feels like a new mm-hmm. one. I slammed it once. Yeah, I it heard was you do hard. It. I heard you do it. And you, you're def- like this time it was stronger, right? And I, I always like to hear them again because then yeah. and we don't get to hear things again very often because no. you're mm-hmm. doing like, so you're incredibly prolific. You're writing new poems <laughs> You said all that the and I was time. like, oh, favorite compliment. No, oh, man. <laughs> seriously. I mean, like you said, you've been clamming for a year and a half. Were you writing poetry before that? Oh, or? yeah. I mean, since I was like... I would dictate to my mom and she would write it down. Like, I have journals upon journals of when I was, like, three years old with poems in them. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And so this just, you just found this outlet or were you doing your, sharing your poetry other places before that? It's funny because I featured at the Van Slam um, a couple weeks ago and I said I was, I was I've been coming to, to Slam since about 2009, but just, like, hiding in the corner and no one would notice I was there. Um, I was, I looked at the stage and I was just terrified I was like I'm never gonna do that not ever not ever never and then one week um yeah my first year of university at UBC I just went and I was like "Mm, gonna do it this is the day I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do the thing and I did the poem and I came third that night and I was like I'm gonna go every week now every single week this is my life now it's what's happening (laughs) so yeah that's that's kind of what happened That's I well I'm great it's offered you an opportunity to share all this prolific <laughs> prolific prolificity yeah. I don't know <laughs> we can make up words we'll have to look it up afterwards um so then you they, now you're doing the century challenge so you're at uh, the, for people that don't know that's to, the challenge is to do a hundred poems without repeating one on a slam stage which yes. includes the slamathon that we're going to talk about and you're at sixty I'm at sixty now yeah so you're getting there yeah you're and it, you're on the other when you have that many poems too, it's hard because I don't even, I have a list of them and I can barely even remember slamming some of the poems because you're just churning them out. Um, and it's like, people are like, um, sometimes I'm like, I don't have any poems to do for this event. And they're like, you have 60 poems. I'm like, but yeah, but I don't like, it's mm. just one big thing of 60 poems. I can't differentiate each poem from the next. So I have about five poems that I slam regularly. Um, for features and stuff, but it's, for, for features and for yeah. when you when you get to kind of take a recess from that because it's exactly. a competition. It's really it's nice like to be able to do to be finals. able to work on a poem and like see it through. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Have you been doing any uh, features lately, or have any planned coming up? I've been taking a little bit of break because this year was kind of a lot for features. I. Uh, my first feature ever was in October, and then I featured at about eight or nine slams between October and February. 
Um, so kind of, yeah, churned it all out. I tend to do that with life, just kind of do all the things in one go. Um, <laughs> I mean, I featured the Van Slam. I have some Pride events coming up soon. Um, I'm going to be at Fortune Sound Club on the, what's the day before the Dyke March? 29th, I believe. Um, is that for the alternative pride? The alternative thing? pride, which is super cool. Um, I was looking at that today. Yeah, I was invited Tell to perform in it, and it's really great because it's uh, a youth centered event. I think mm-hmm. all the organizers are, are youth, are queer youth. Um, a lot of them are people of color, which is awesome. I tend to not go to mainstream pride events because I just leave feeling kind of like sold out and terrible and weird and gross so uh yeah when they contacted me about this i was super happy and super happy to know that it's a thing that's happening um, yeah with the youth of vancouver it's really cool it seemed yeah. really neat i just yeah. it was, there's georgia Strait has a story on it today oh, is, awesome. it, is it is it called alternative pride what's it alternative pride um the okay. yeah the collective that's putting it on is called elastic pride okay. um yeah and they have an Instagram and a Facebook and stuff. Yeah, to encompass that. all sorts of different uh, sexualities. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, for and sure. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. Just, and just to make it less corporate. And less corporate is, gra- is a big thing. Yeah, again, for sure. And it's all being put on by like, I was researching all the people who are organizing it and they're like 18 years old. It's super great. So, yeah. And then the next day you are performing um, with uh, some other people, Tessa Bourguignon is yeah, one yeah. at the Dyke March. Yes. We've asked you I'm to- really excited. Um yeah, they put a call out for for slam performers because I think it's um, something they really want to integrate mm-hmm. with the with that. So is that are you performing like at the end of the parade or before it or? During um, or? they have like a main stage, I believe. I've never been, so it's gonna be new for Grandview me. Grandview Park. Yeah. So they march oh, and okay. then they it's... have tables and and then like a, a, a kind of a program after the march at Grandview Park. Yes. Ah, okay. That okay. is that is right, cool. Pamela. Thank you. You've <laughs> <laughs> been before. Nice. And you're performing. Uh, you're gonna do a little short thing on fr- Saturday, right? I love how I'm like i don't have any features yeah. coming up i'm taking a break and then it's it's not true <laughs> one, it's not one, true at one. all um yeah i'm doing uh on saturday saturday is what you're talking about right yes um mash poetics is happening um do they know what mash poetics is uh maybe let's talk about it let's talk about so you're going to be poetics. one of the poets for mash poetics i'm not no. one of the poets for oh you're not okay the vancouver poetry slam team is doing all three of our team pieces that we're bringing to nationals oh, as an opening act oh, for mash nice. poetics yeah surprise surprise so nice. that's gonna i be did happening. not know that yeah well uh spilius the ridiculous one is uh right. on the team mm-hmm. and uh, trevor was uh talking to me the other day and they said that uh they or they asked whether or not you know hey it would be cool because tr- you wanted to try out some stuff in front mm-hmm. of a live audience of your team pieces so we're like oh why not let's have uh, something else to yeah. brighten up the night so and it's a the night will be a great alternative to not going to the fireworks yes uh, don't that is if you don't great. want to go to the fireworks so and get bombarded with three hundred thousand people get rid of them. come There's check just out so many people nobody you needs know it makes them a lot life. of money and anything that makes a lot of money is gonna be oh my gosh anyway don't get me started <laughs> <laughs> so yeah go to mash poetics instead yes yeah. Uh, we are running out of time, so let's get another poem okay. from you, Coral. And while Good you're mind. looking up, I'll just say that you're listening to our guest today, Coral Moore, on Wax Poetic on Vancouver Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. She calls you to bed and you are a butterfly pinned to her thin wrists. She has a rule that pants aren't allowed in bed. <laughs> when you forget, you are stupid and she is angry. She has a rule that orgasms must be opposite and equal, like Newton's third law. She keeps track on a clipboard fastened to your pelvis. When you forget, you are a selfish trauma victim and she is angry. She asks so hard it feels violent. 
make such a show of your safety, it feels like treason to call this abuse. She sits on the bed and cries until you're inside her. After, you ask if she knows you love her now. Queer violence is what happens when we don't know how to stop fighting against the things that hold us. When the place we go to heal is the same place that breaks us apart. Queer violence is like having a home that is trying to kill you. It feels safe even when it's doing the killing. Wow. Your pieces, I think one of the things that makes them distinct is that um, you do not shy away from your own involvement in whatever the thing is that you're trying to speak about. You know, like it's not a blaming, like it's only this. There's also this going on. And there's like you're taking responsibility for that for it being so much more complex yeah, it's, right I mean everything is everything is like that especially something um I mean yeah especially living at the intersections of being queer and being a woman and being a survivor I think um there's just so many layers to unpack I was I went, I did this poem and it was on YouTube and someone commented isn't this just domestic violence and I was like well, yeah but it's more than that you know like when you also live at this other intersection it's it's there's so much to unpack there's so mm. many dichotomies to unpack so for sure and you always almost always have really great imagery in your poems like the one you did before with your brain in your hand <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and like, the clipboard on like oh yeah. wow and the, the pants scoreboard. lines where I laughed at that but yeah. I, was <laughs> I was like it's not a laughing poem yeah. RC <laughs> again here we go that could be a fun rule yeah <laughs> but then you describe why it isn't yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean rules rules um rules that you enforce on someone else uh during sexy times is not usually a good plan yes. you know having your own rules is good but I think mm. uh that's when it gets a little bit um can I ask was the measuring of orgasm is that like the a literal thing that was part yeah, of the relationship? I mean, yeah how, there's so not a literal clipboard that? there wasn't a literal no, no. clipboard um but that would have been you, funny how would you measure them well um, just how many you yeah, know, like skip, like a scoreboard, right? Yeah, it was a scoreboard. It's my turn. It's exactly. Your turn. Yeah. To, um, yeah. So you know, um, and I think that's something that happens a lot um, with partner violence because you know there's a lot of expectations that are not necessary. And it's again with the not blaming. Like I definitely don't blame, um, you know, people who enforce these expectations on their partners because it's not just them being a bad person. It is so much more than that. It's all the ways that we value sex in a relationship over pretty much anything else, you know, like it's one of the, it's one of the the least important parts of a relationship for most people. There's so much else that goes into a relationship. And I think it's, it's super hard to, um, yeah, to put your own boundaries and your partner's boundaries before that expectation. It's, it's hard. So. So yeah. where you were talking more about, I had one, you had one, I had rather than the intense. I got my uh, my. Oh oh, like a, like, like an orgasm leader. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I clarified because I figured that's, that's right. what. Yeah. Like a barometer. That's I could no, tell that's what yeah. you're thinking. Like, that you would be. Question, that would I was be like, ma- no, oh my god, think- someone needs to get on like developing that. That would be really cool. Well, there's that um, Barbarella. Remember that that science fiction movie yeah. from the 60s with Jane Fonda. You can go check. There's an orgasm meter. Oh my god, I'm totally yeah. gonna go home and. Orgasmatron, I think it was called. 
this is like going down totally a different path than but the poem but like it's yeah, fine yeah. it's cool I'm good with it but you're so right about like all those other things also then affect your ability mm-hmm. to be present for sex and to have like good healthy reciprocal. yeah for sure I think yeah yeah, yeah. So we've got time for another piece. Yeah, oh my goodness. Do, yeah, what okay, do you want to cool. do? Um, I mean, I was deciding between two my two gay poems for this poem. So I, I'll <laughs> oh, do the other two? one, I guess. Have two uh, gay poems? Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> is that I was doing the Queer Slam last year, which is an awesome event that I hope we're going to do this year. I think actually Jillian Christmas is planning on doing another queer slam to send a representative to capturing fire next year hopefully Mm. i hope i haven't spoken too soon on that sorry jillian i love you um (laughs) yeah and i was like duncan i have no gay poems and he's like well all your poems are inherently gay because you're gay and i was like yes duncan i know but uh anyways so (laughs) i mean by that i mean my uh my gay content (laughs) content poems Mm-hmm. I actually submitted to a journal the other day and they were like, we recognize that gay poetry is just means you're gay and like doesn't have to be about being gay. And I was like, right. oh my God, praise. Yes. So good. There's so much yeah. pressure to be like, yeah, I like hashtag when the, rainbows. Yeah, I like it when the queer slams aren't all about just identity, right? Yeah. It's just from your lived experience. It also gets boring when you're at a queer slam and like every single poem is like, today I came out to my parents and you're like, this is great. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. But like, <laughs> so yeah. Um, although this poem definitely does, it's definitely about being gay, but it is uh, definitely tying into why I'm excited for alternative pride. Um, All right. Yeah. Is this what you're planning on doing there? Uh, piece, or do you know no what? spoilers, oh, RC. Okay, okay. I can't, I mean, you know, shush, shush. <laughs> When the gay fight gets 80s again, capitalist pride clears its throat. Glitter turned gaudy when the club lights go up. Pays for the floats, but not the funerals. Hmm. Ghosts, like a bad date. This has always been our birth song. We were made with our hands open for letting go of what was never ours of the religions eased from our baby hands when we did not know how to spell God, of the love we learned to stifle, of this marriage, this God, your lover's hospital bed, the right to call your child by your own name. We know love, like only two of the same strapped to silicone know how to break each other in half, bruise, like only the softest of fruit knows how to take a beating. At home, I kiss my girlfriend on the sidewalk. I do not notice the boys who wonder aloud at how we have sex. I do not notice the disgust flash like gunshot across a couple's face. My girlfriend was born in the 80s. She remembers when our queerness was not marketable, when the pride parade was a riot and not a political platform. My girlfriend notices the bad stares, and I am beginning to notice them too. Mm. Thanks. Thanks, Arcee. Yeah. Thank you. Coral Moore has been our guest today. We're just going to give you a few announcements for events. One of the ones we've already mentioned is Mash Poetics on Saturday night, this July 23rd, Friday night. Saturday. Saturday night, this July 23rd. And Coral and the rest of the Van Slam team will be doing an opening set of their team pieces. And what is the album? Uh, Death Cab for Cutie is the band, and the album is Transatlanticism. I'm really excited. It's one of my favorite albums. It's great. <laughs> so many people have been saying that, it's and so I'd never heard of it till Trevor. Really? Uh, but I've listened to it now over repeatedly. I, I didn't really realize how it. iconic it was. I tried to get it on vinyl, and it was like $75, and I was like... Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know 
I had, I knew of Death Cab for Cutie, mm-hmm. but I didn't know this album was that. Popular. I'm in the same boat. I I figure I'll probably recognize the songs because I know of them, but I don't know the album. Um, and where is it, RC? Uh, Seven Dining Lounge on uh, 53 West Broadway, pretty much across the street from the big sport check on uh, Broadway near Ontario. What time's Manitoba. the show? Uh, well, the slam team will be on probably like uh, 20 to 9, quarter to 9. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get going with the album bit after that. Awesome. Music, poem, music, poem, music, poem. Yes. And tonight there's Poetry in the Park out at New West at the Queen's Park Band Shell from 6 to 8 p.m. And it's uh, Elizabeth Pashinsky and Karen, Aaron, I was going to say Karen Ursh and Aaron <laughs> Kirsch. I spelled the last name right, Aaron, but then I got a spoonerism. You just so, didn't make McGee. It's fine. Yeah. Aaron <laughs> Kirsch. Um, and they are the two feature poets tonight. And then also out in New West on Sunday, July 24th at 2 p.m. at Originals Restaurant Mexicano. The poets are P.J. Johnson and Andrew Parkin. And then on Monday night, there's a youth slam. Yeah, and the the Hullabaloo champion team, Glen Eagle Secondary, are going to be the featured poets. Their team is coming in and going to do a set. And that's Monday. Uh, sign up starts at 7, show at 8. Um, if people want to get uh, your chat books, you have chat books. Do How do they get books. a hold of you if they want to uh, You can find some? me on Etsy. I always forget the handle of my Etsy I believe it's just Coral Writes um, but find me on Instagram and that's Coral.May M-A-Y um, and there's a link on there so. and will you be bringing them to uh, Mash Poetics on Saturday? I will be bringing them there okay. I have three and then- different chat books because I like to churn things out so uh, <laughs> yeah I get one of each when's the actual date of the National Poetry Slam Championships and the team championships that you're going to indicate uh, which is a suburb of Atlanta for yes the- it is the August 1st to 7th, so we leave here on the 31st uh, in the middle of the night. Okay. It's going to be good. And then when you get back on August 14th, there's a Slamathon. Yes. And that is to raise money for those costs and then also to go to the Canadian. Yes. What is it? Festival can- of Spoken Word. In yeah. October? In October, yeah. yeah. In Winnipeg? Winnipeg. Winnipeg, this Winnipeg, yes. Winnipeg this year. Winnipeg this year. And so the Slamathon is, anybody can sign up for that. It's a 12 mm-hmm. hours of poetry. It's like a, well, it's a Slamathon. So you have mm-hmm. to get sponsors. So you have to a certain amount per minute. And uh, if you want to just like, you know, pay a hundred bucks and get all those minutes and do all I mean, I'm going to be doing that. I already, I'm doing that because I'm doing like 86 haiku um, on yes. that day. So I'm, you know, come, come to that if you want to see me do that. Well, it certainly helped me finish the Century Club. So I totally endorse that. And uh, so look for information about that um, at um, Poetry House, Vancouver Poetry House and on the Van Slam page. It is at 2048 Pandora Street in the backyard from 10 to 10 on Sunday, August 14th. I think that's it. Mm-hmm. So, what do we got to say? Thank you, Coral, for being our guest Thank today. Thank you so yeah, much for having for me. Here. It was lovely. Uh, I'm. That's it for us. Wax Poetic here on Co-op Radio, CFR 100.5 FM. I'm R.C. Weslowski. And I'm Pam Bentley. And no apologies necessary with Pam Bentley. It's coming up next. I'm only doing the board. You've been listening to Wax Poetic on Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. So what? So what? So what?